Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life. After a three-month break, we are back. We talk summer highs and lows, races we've run, books we've read, and what else is coming up as we head into autumn. We're back. We're back. And we have wine. <laughs> this could end really well or be quite messy. <laughs> yes. Well, thankfully, we've only got half a bottle left downstairs. But we are trying our first episode with alcohol. Hooray! Yay. Given that I start slurring after about two glasses of wine, this is going to be really fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this takes us. <laughs> this might be a 10 minute episode. But yeah, we're back, and it's been a while. I think our last episode was in June or July, I can't remember. So we've had the summer off. Oh, I remembered when it was. It was definitely June, because we tried to record a Brexit episode, and it wasn't really put-outable. We're too sad. Yeah, too we angry. too sad. We, maybe one day that'll be like an outtakes episode. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone can look one back and laugh. One day we'll be able to talk about it, but today is still not that day. No, it really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we've had some time. How do we feel? I feel much better now. Invigorated. Yeah, invigorated. We'd, yeah, we just needed a bit of a bit of t- chill time over the summer to kind of regroup and refill the love. Because, yeah takes a lot of effort this sometimes and <laughs> it's hard work people yeah. but we're happy that we've heard from so many of you yeah please stay in touch please share with us your running news and updates because we haven't heard from you guys what have you been doing all summer <laughs> yeah that would be really good yeah it was really nice to hear some people um message us or like ask us in person where we'd been so hi people that are actually bothered thanks yeah, <laughs> really nice um, so yeah, let's talk about how our summers have been. So Lissy, tell me, what was your summer high? Um, that it was summer, like summer's just great. Is it your favourite season? Oh, by by far, sure, definitely. Mm. I want to move somewhere where it's summer all year round. Somewhere where it's summer all year round. See, it's happening already, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Have some more wine. <laughs> um, yeah, right. but the absolute high of the highs was... Um, spending my birthday in Ibiza <laughs> whoop whoop uh, yeah spent a week there which was amazing it's probably like one of my favourite holidays ever amazing and how did you see in your actual birthday my actual birthday I spent in the rain oh it was the one day of the week it rained so I spent most of it inside watching the rain and I was quite hungover on my birthday even though before I went the one time the one thing I said was the one day I don't want to be hungover is my birthday oh um, did you do that thing where you had the big party the night before? Yeah, I got overexcited and was like, got to midnight and I was like, yeah, I know, it's my birthday. Exactly. So you've so, already, you just celebrated a little bit early. Yeah. Um, spent the most of it watching the rain, then had a little play in the pool. Um, and then I almost didn't go out on my birthday because I was like, I'm just, I'm just too tired. All I want to do is sit on the sofa with a cup of tea. <laughs> I, I just need a blanket. And everyone that I was with was like, no. <laughs> so I had an espresso martini which it turns out like are life giving oh my god so good they always do the trick oh perk you up and then yeah make you a bit tipsy great ended up in DC10 which if anyone knows anything about Ibiza it's um, 
probably the last place I thought I'd end up on my birthday. It's, it's uh, quite it's quite heavy. Yeah, like would, you know when they talk about like hard house. Yeah, that's where I feel like that. That's the kind. It of was place. so loud that my throat was vibrating. <laughs> yeah, did you feel like you've come back from OB through a little bit deaf? Yeah, no, I actually feel like I've come back in a better shape than I did last year when I only went for five days. Mm. I think like the, a bit of the longevity gives you stamina. <laughs> you just completely converted to the Ibiza lifestyle. Yeah, basically, <laughs> just completely moved my body clock. It's all good. It's fine. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. What about good. a low? Um, what low. You do? Well, actually, we just mentioned it. I think my lows had to be Brexit because. Mm. Um, it was in the summer, wasn't it? It was in the summer, yeah. It yeah, was actually quite June. hot the day that it happened. Um, but I, without being melodramatic, think that I did actually go into a bit of a weird funk for about a month after that happened. I was just, just like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing in this country? Well, like, how is this happening? Like, I just got really sucked into being like sad about it. Mm. It had quite a big impact on me. Um, especially when it's all over the news. So, yeah, didn't enjoy that very much. I feel like you could feel that effect around London as well. Yeah, definitely. I feel like in like general, the whole was, place just went a bit sad. Yeah, and everybody felt a little bit. I felt like that was the kind of responses you were seeing from lots of people. Yeah, and everybody felt a little bit like that. Yeah, I think so. Or, you know, I certainly felt like. Yeah, that. a lot. It was kind of a, like I can't believe this is being made to happen to us when we don't want it to happen, kind mm. of thing. Mm. You just feel a bit wronged. Yeah, but I think it's kind of perked up a bit since then like obviously nothing's really happened yet so we'll kind of still I know. In limbo. and that's where I kind of start to think I wonder how it will play out if it will be a little bit like that where they go oh this big thing's happened and then they go oh we'll just, we'll just sweep that under the carpet yeah it's like, gonna be a bit like oh yeah ignore this don't you yeah which might be a bad one mm. how about you start with a low oh well I think yeah Brexit's up there also the Brexit of the bake-off news oh. <laughs> obviously probably second to brexit uh, at the other end of summer at the other end of summer there's been bookended by terrible <laughs> by exit. exiting news <laughs> but um <laughs> this yeah so i mean on the high le- on the extreme level things like brexit have been very difficult to deal with and i think at any time of year would have been the worst mine is definitely summer related low was just that my office doesn't have any air conditioning and i really really love the summer and i really love the heat I don't really love the heat when I'm sat at a desk and trying to do my work. Yeah. Experienced it. It felt like I've not stopped, like a small sheen of sweat has been all over <laughs> me solidly. And it's been great to have those really hot days, but not when you're sat at my desk. <laughs> and someone even sat next to me when we were having like a meeting at my desk and she was like, it's even hotter in your corner <laughs> than it is on the other side of the room. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. So we just got the hot spot. Yeah, yeah. I found the hottest point in the office. Fab. Yeah, I don't have that problem as my office is at constant temperature regardless of what is going on outside. So I can't tell sometimes if it's hot. Although, I did work from home yesterday and I couldn't stay outside for more than 45 minutes because it was so hot. Then it's too hot. You can't really win. So yeah, if that was inside all the time, I probably wouldn't deal with it very well. <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes you feel very Although, weird. Although, you probably get more use out of all your summer clothes. Mm. I have not carried a jumper or worn a jumper at work for Yeah, see, I still have months. to... I like or jeans. Leave the work like it's leave. Oh my god! Seriously, leave uh-huh. the house like it's summer, and then get to work, and I have to keep like jumpers in my drawer to put on. Yeah, yeah, not the case at mine. <laughs> oh no, no, you're finding ways to wear less clothes. It's like how 
like there's been a lot of discussion like at work about appropriate yeah can you go? there's been a lot of discussion at work about how office appropriate you can be and like how short the skirt can go <laughs> because you're just so hot mm, joys but, hi you know, hi um i think tying in nicely to, to, to summer vibes is like being able to utilize those like like sunny mornings yeah and light evenings I've just never I've really felt like this summer I tried to eke out as much of that time as possible and like make use of it even if it was just like sitting outside so I just done stuff like I took my breakfast to the park like because I don't have a garden or anything and just being able to sit outside has made so much difference so just tried to be outdoors as much as possible yeah um, and squeezed in a couple of like nice day trippy things like going to Love Box was really fun like doing a day festival um, and we did a day where we like got the train out of town and did a cycle trip and it was like pretending you were on holiday like yeah. I, was, I was in a bikini in like Kent so mm-hmm. weird <laughs> nice so weird but yeah it's fun to feel like you can have like mini adventures in the summer that don't feel as possible in the winter yeah and the nights are definitely night time now it's getting dark really quickly like rapidly but it's that funny thing at the moment where it's really warm but yeah it's also really it's got dark really quickly yeah. so you can't quite enjoy it definitely having to start carrying my bike lights around all the time well as discussed i've already i've managed to lose one today so <laughs> r.i.p the shit bike lights mid-september bike lights gone <laughs> yeah it does highlight the fact that i've been moaning about how bad they are so. i think this is a good thing so i was literally about ones. to buy some <laughs> i really even this morning i was like oh i could go via the shop and buy some it it knew it's like the world it's like a very serendipitous <laughs> it's time it's time so as well as being all summery and holidaying and festivaling, we've actually done some running as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Look how surprised us how. I know. Like, yeah, we did. Shocking for two people that do a running podcast. <laughs> well, you know. Well, if you listen to our fa- last few episodes, it is actually quite weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, worry, people. The swearing is about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have you still got those? So <laughs> we've, um, I think we covered like the big, I haven't done much in the middle of the summer. The beginning of the summer, hack, we did Hackney. Or I, did Hackney. I did not do Hackney. So I did Hackney and died. And I think that basically put me off for the entire summer. We um, spoke about Hackney already, didn't we? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, that put a bit <laughs> Moving of a, on. That didn't go so well. But um, what one have you done in the last couple of weeks? Um, so last weekend, I ran Stockholm Half um, in Sweden, obviously. Uh, yeah. I don't know how... I don't like to I moan a lot on this podcast but now I feel like all that previous moaning was just like a build up to how much I hated this race (laughs) I feel a bit like because I think you know we'd come to a place where you definitely knew you didn't like marathons yeah but now I feel a bit sad that you were also like I definitely don't like half marathons do you know what I was saying this last night I'm at a point where I never want to run a marathon again and I'm Mm. maybe getting that way with half marathons at least for a little bit yeah maybe it's just that thing of doing too many like admittedly i did no training so i kind of have myself to blame but equally it's not like i've done nothing i i do do exercise so i thought i'd be do you know what though it wasn't even it wasn't even my body that hated it because i actually feel fine afterwards and i probably feel in better physical shape after this one than i did my last half marathon Mm. it's just emotionally it was horrible hated it hated it hated it and I think, yeah, like you said to me, it's because I knew that I didn't want to do it from the beginning. Yeah. It's just like me with that Reading one. It was all in my head. Oh, not Reading. Um, Hackney was more like that, where yeah. I pretty much knew. The re- I, I just didn't want to do it. I was like... And uh, if you can't get yourself yeah. out of that... I was about 
mm, 30 seconds away from not bothering to do it at all and I was like oh screw it I'm here I might as well um, and it was really really hot it was like 24 degrees which for me is we know never hot. good never good too pasty for that temperature mm-hmm. um, it was really hilly which I'm really mad about because the course description said it was an easy race perfect for first time half marathon everyone says that every race like marketing person they all say it never it's never that, true it's never true wrote that has clearly never <laughs> ran the course <laughs> ran the course or run one that's actually easy and they've run harder ones and they thought oh yeah that's easy We're like well no actually a flat course is easy not <laughs> an effing hilly one Aww. um and also it was really really busy the whole way around like super mm. busy right until like the, the, the whole thing and um it got really narrow and I got really elbowed and yeah I was just very I got really angry and um I don't like being crowded no I I got it it I didn't think I was a claustrophobic person but mm. that race has taught me that maybe I actually am a little bit mm. I think probably with the mind frame you were in it doesn't it never if you're yeah, a little bit it grumpy made me really antsy <laughs> and um even had a panic attack at like 12k which was nice and then Ooh. again a few k later we're like proper having to stop at the side of the road sit down put my head like, out Ooh. how did you keep going i don't know <laughs> normally that's the bit when someone goes maybe 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 not now yeah normally they like, pull you off the side this is a great time for it to happen when you're already struggling to breathe like yeah then it's really it's amazing you overcome this I think you're not giving yourself enough credit all I can describe it as is like if you're breathing normally you can breathe from like your mouth to your like belly button say but Mm. when I'm having a panic attack I can breathe from like my mouth to like is this an Adam's apple I don't have one because I'm a girl but that feeling of like about there the base of your throat yeah like that's how far I had to breathe so yeah that was nice like the point you even carried on and you finished it and you got the medal and you managed to get a cinnamon button after like take that away like if that's the thing you can I think you can hate the experience and it really is like can be sometimes one of the worst you still achieved it and so many people would have failed at that point do you know how I know that I hated it because I had that medal on my neck for about two minutes after the race you literally like don't care and I didn't even usually I like like, keep it it, yeah I keep it on for as long as possible and I look at it like I got home and I realised I hadn't even looked at it properly I got it out of my bag when I was unpacking I was like oh yeah Oh, that's what it looks like. Mm. Didn't I was like, yeah, that's the connection. Yeah, like, yeah no connection funny. to it at all. And I was like, oh, that's how I know that I really hated it, and just felt very kind of like drained by the whole thing. But I feel like it's, you're able to find, you know, like that you want that feeling of like nailing stuff, like the whole thing with Barry's and like the winning the one rebel, mm. like getting the dinner and things, just shows maybe you're finding your like fitness kicks in other ways. Yeah, now. like doesn't have to be all about running yeah i think Sol's so running podcast. <laughs> yeah uh fitness podcast maybe yeah um no I, yeah exactly i think i still like it and i like going to like park run and stuff but i just don't like the yeah i don't know what it the is intensity of it the, I like pressure of events like that which is weird because i used to think I, I only liked big races but maybe yeah. that's becoming less of the case mm. interesting but yeah Maybe, like, have a little, you know... Well, like, last year when you were, like, not doing any more races, maybe it's time for a, a mix-up of, like, the type of race. Yeah. Let's talk about this later when we talk about what we're looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, my race, probably less of a detailed race. Like, it was a bit of a throwaway. Well, oh, that's really mean of it. It was really less nice traumatic. <laughs> less traumatic, maybe. Well, it took me enough mental strength, but more because I was originally doing it with someone and then they couldn't go. So I was doing it on my own and I was feeling a li- oh, so it was the 
the run the run through races which we talk about a lot i think i think they're brilliantly organized and they're great because they are like max 500 people yeah going around a, lo- a london park yeah they're super chill so they're super really nice. nicely organized and I, that's kind of why i love them i think i think that's what i'm finding i'm i really like you feel like it's quite community driven yeah and you don't feel lost in a big crowd yeah and they're really chill about you know you just drop your bag there's bathroom there's no massive queue like mm. all that sort of stuff and um they it was the clapham common one which from my house is a bit like heading west so uh <laughs> It, there was a bit of a do I cycle there does that make my life a lot more complicated and in the end didn't do that and I found some sort of amazing transport route that got me there really quickly and actually that was like the best thing that could have happened because it meant that I arrived in such a chill way like went and had a coffee and I was like oh yeah I'm doing a race alright nice. and it was 10k it was three laps of the park didn't mm-hmm. really appreciate that however we have both run that Clapham Common a race around there before oh, yeah. at least it was not in the shape of a snowflake <laughs> That was the worst. Because <laughs> uh, it didn't contain quite so many outbacks, yeah. <laughs> which was very important. Uh, yeah. And actually, I bumped into a really good friend of mine who, in comedy fashion, we had been discussing whether we'd meet for brunch that day because she lives around there. And um, she was like, oh, I can't. Um, I'm busy. It turned out she was doing the race and then she was going for lunch somewhere else. <laughs> right. So it was really nice that we managed to catch up a bit at the beginning, which is really cool. like, busy, hey? Yeah, yeah, it was like, busy. Oh, we're busy at the same thing. <laughs> she was like, oh, well, I thought you were going to be around Clapham Common. I thought we'd probably be at the same thing. <laughs> so that was weird. But it was really nice to catch up and then did our did our three laps, did a gin lee. Um, they've got some terrible race photos of me, actually. <laughs> Although there is a really funny one where at the end, someone there were a couple of women who'd sort of like overtaken me near the end, you know, when there's that like last push. And then mm. I thought, oh, well, on the results, there's that thing where, you know, you get like a number for what woman you were in yeah. the line. So I was like, well... Maybe I'll just try and overtake them. And I overtook both of them, but really quite close to the finish line. And then I felt a bit bad that I'd basically gone, no, I need to get in front of you. Ha! So the photo of me for the race finish is that you can see that glint in my eye of like, <laughs> I'm going to overtake you. And the poor woman in front's got no clue. She was just merrily yeah, finishing. She's, like, she's really happily finishing her 10K and I'm like elbowing her out the way <laughs> in a brutal way. But uh, yeah, it wasn't a PB, but it was like hard and I actually came away really achy and I felt mm. like I must have tried I was definitely trying and that's where I felt a little bit like oh I've not got what I had <laughs> but then what is it that I had you know like it's I think it's just a comfortableness that I've lost a little bit so we live and we try yeah but I'd recommend those races no they're really good I actually did the Greenwich one oh yeah mm, six weeks ago mm. which again I was like adamant that I didn't want to run <laughs> I don't know why I keep turning up to these races that I don't want to do you have to start positive thinking yeah. around running um, but no that turned out really nicely but basically probably both of them were because I was running with Charlie and she just you know is it's relentlessly cheery that's true I like how you tried to break our friend Charlie <laughs> I did I was such a bitch during that race <laughs> I was like a child Sometimes these things just, like, stay on the course. Yeah. I'm not going to say <laughs> Actually, anymore. I, d- I definitely, once our friend Charlie got me round um, that Geneva half marathon, and I definitely swore at her quite... Well, I swore very loudly, very shouty near the end, and she thought I was actually... Sw- I was swearing at her. I was not. But I I've no- I could never, like, let the look on her face leave me. <laughs> she really did think I just told her to fuck off. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's not you. It's not you. Just I'm blind. just really angry. <laughs> but no, if you do need a, like, very lovely and very kind of, like, keep you on track personal trainer, look her up. She is the one. If she can get me round a half marathon, she can get anyone doing anything. <laughs> round anything. <laughs> yeah, any kind of task or fitness-related challenge you have. Oh, my God. 
she's the one. Yeah, I I was not in a good place, <laughs> which is funny because she's obviously told someone that I had a tough race, but she didn't go into any detail because they texted me today saying, "Yeah, Charlie mentioned you might have not really enjoyed it," and I was like, "Oh, bless her," yeah. saying that I might not have really enjoyed it when really I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> She's so sensitive. She's so she's so careful. Uh, so now we've covered all of the fun things we've been up to, our fitness exploits. I feel something I've particularly achieved this summer is remembering how to read a book. <laughs> yes, I know. I feel Me so too. proud. I feel so proud. I nailed like five books on holiday. Oh yay! I think this was because I was. It was like a conscious effort. Mm. But you do get out of the habit. Yeah, definitely. So I've kind of got a bit behind with my at least one book a month mm. task. What month are we in now? We're in September, so I need yeah. to have read nine. I'm probably on six, maybe seven. So yeah, I need to catch up a bit. Ah, but that's not too bad. Yeah, I think winter will be a good time to get back in the get swing. Back in. What are you reading at the moment? Um, so over the weekend, over the two flights, I read. This mm. is going to involve more swearing. I do apologise. Uh, the life-changing magic of not ah, giving a fuck. I want to read this. Which is obviously kind of... I thought it was a spoof of the life-changing magic yeah. of tidying, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I would have been quite upset if she'd have kind of... Yeah, taken the mick, taken out, the of mick out of it. But basically, she said that she read that book and she actually really enjoyed it and she was kind of like applying the same philosophy to life, mm. not just tidying, which I kind of appreciated straight away that she was like, no, that was a really good book and I enjoyed it and therefore there's loads more we can do with this ah she just kind of expanded it into like the rest of your life rather than (laughs) what a joke which I thought it might be that's really good um but no I really 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 enjoyed it and I think I've actually taken quite a lot from it already in fact I know I have because it's evidenced on my bedroom wall in the form of like some lists great yeah what kind of thing what would be your like recommendations like what could I what could I start thinking about I like a tidbit um so basically the thing you have to do is well it it splits you kind of it down into four sections mm-hmm. so it's a uh, uh, things work uh friends and acquaintances and then family mm. and you have to write lists of in all those categories about things you may or may not give a fuck about so it mm. could be anything like stuff you do and don't just anything that comes into your mind as thoughts and then at one point you go through and you kind of like cross mm. off all the things that you don't give a fuck about and then you're left with a nice list of like these are all the things that you do care about but obviously uh. if you just did this now it wouldn't work because the process of reading the book you actually go into it a lot more detail and yeah, everything yeah. And you get examples blah, blah, blah. but um no i found it a really good process mm, i want to read the book yes if anyone does end up seeing the list it's a fascinating insight into the workings of my mind <laughs> do you know one of the things that has held me back from doing lots of that kind of stuff i think this centers around some sort of like childhood experience of someone reading my diary mm. and i feel often very nervous to write down things like that yeah and i've never felt able to like even with my phone i don't really i've never really written notes that are like that feel quite like personal detail that mm. i might write vague things but i don't tend to write down like like almost like i read something that was like you should write down you could write down like your circle of friends and how you'll remember to keep in touch with them and stuff and i always feel really aware of that like i feel very exposed yeah, by writing like it down because you'd feel weird if someone else read it yeah. yeah but at the same time i'm not able to like keep those things in my head or not very good at like keeping a handle on that that mental process so therefore it would be a really good idea for me to write it down yeah. and I've only just started doing that and like 
I'm trying to like do it in a notebook and keep it like almost like I feel funny about having that yeah. out and about yeah so putting it on your wall is like amazing for you because you need it in front of you every day to remember yeah yeah definitely and um, yeah it's weird though because if anyone tries to listen to this podcast in front of me or read anything that I've written in front of me I literally cannot deal with it I have to leave the room no it's very it's I suppose it's just about vulnerability isn't it because you're yeah. exposing yourself yeah like I find it very strange if I hear my own voice on here <laughs> or I hear what we talked about and I'm like what did we talk about <laughs> but no I really really enjoyed that and um yes I've, I've basically only read non-fiction this year oh, I've just picked up a bit more fiction what's your uh, what are you reading at the moment I'm also in the middle of um oh my god what's the cycle courier book called oh yeah uh, isn't it called oh. like is it something to do with Brick Lane or have I made that up it's no yeah it's around that area but um oh my god I can't remember what it's called anyway that one mm. I'll find it out and put it in the notes I'm also halfway through Moranifesto <laughs> because I don't know it got a bit shouty mm, I was disappointed with how much old stuff was in it Ooh. And I think the second half is new stuff, but I hadn't got to it yet. And it's basically all her old times columns in a book. Yeah, and then she gets on to new stuff. So I was kind of a bit like, oh, this is disappointing. I thought it'd be more new stuff. Mm. And I read, actually I read Becoming by Laura Jane yeah. Williams on holiday, which is really good. And I'm about to read Emma Gannon's book. The Control Out Delete. Yeah. Interested to know what you think about both of those. I'm in two minds whether I want to read them. Um, I'm not sure why. Becoming, I swung wildly between this is really self-obsessed of her to write Mm. to, oh my God, I totally agree with everything you're saying. I can perceive myself in this so much. Ah, Which was really weird, like, contradiction, because I was like, oh. In a way, it might have been like, oh, I wish I'd written this because I actually could write something similar kind of thing. Well, that's that's really funny you say that because I was chatting to a friend yesterday about Control Out Delete. And actually, the thing I said was, I feel like it will annoy me because I think it's the book I could have written. I think mm. it's the thing I could write about because actually if I look around we are of that generation yeah and yeah and that that's almost why I'm like I think that's why it bothers me which yeah. is really bad because of course like she wrote it that's great like I didn't <laughs> yeah it's, it was a, yeah I felt a bit the same about Becoming as well because I was like you're similar age to me and you've got a book out so in a way I think I'm just jealous because yeah I'm like where's my book <laughs> yeah why why can't I write this but at the same time that's amazing that you're my age yeah. and you've got a book out and I'm reading it and relating to it because that's what that's could the be. whole point yeah so yeah interesting you say that because one of the books I read over my holiday was Big Magic the Elizabeth Gilbert book which is she's the writer of Eat Pray Love and Big Magic is her concept around being a creative like it's something like ways to lead your creative life and it's about it's not just about writing it's about creativity in general but actually she references when people say oh like kind of like you stole my idea or that was my idea and someone's written my yeah. that book or they've done the film that I thought of and she her whole attitude was like well that idea just might have passed you by like it, it you know wafted past you and you didn't pick it up yeah. and whether that was because it wasn't the right time or you just didn't listen um, and someone else has done that you can't you know you don't own that you don't have the the credit to that idea that's it's just you miss the boat type thing and i kind of like she has such a matter of fact attitude about all that stuff and i really like how she's not precious about creativity Mm. or ideas it's it's very much like accepting of it being a very human process but perhaps letting yourself by being 
kind of more open to the to the concept of ideas coming to you and you listening to this uh, there's an element she treats it like that's the magic the magic is like being able to let yourself go and be open to those things coming coming knocking on your door and you then but the the human practical bit of it is then you going okay i'm going to do this and actually sitting down and doing it and when it's frustrating accepting that that's part of the process yeah and not just being like oh it's too hard i can't do yeah. it which i think if i've ever gone down any kind of route like that often i hit the blocker and i'm like i just can't do it it's too hard and then i start going oh it's not good enough or someone's already done this yeah. or why would i talk about it if someone else has already talked about it so it just shows that I just like I think that her I'd recommend her book from even as people if you don't feel a person who needs a creative outlet it kind of reassures you that it's 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 good to know that everybody has creativity in their own way yeah good okay yes I'm gonna add that to my ridiculously growing list yeah I almost bought um actually after Emma Gallen's book my next book is Amy Poehler's not Amy Poehler I've got her book too Amy Schumer I've read Amy Poehler's book yeah Amy Schumer's book was Amy Schumer the one you saw in concert yes well you know not went concert, to her stand up at the O2 uh, a couple of weeks ago how was it it was great I love her but she was smashed <laughs> really yeah well do you think she was ner- it was because of the yeah, nerves yeah she said like this is like the biggest gig of her tour so far and she hadn't drunk for like five nights because she was like saving up for this one. Oh god and like obviously that's kind of her persona anyway those mm. that she's kind of like a drunk whatever but usually she's quite like put together when you see her stand up and this one you could just tell that she was a, it bit... Was a bit fast and loose yeah and I mean she totally got away with it because it's her style and yeah. she was still like switched on enough to kind of like deal with any kind of things that got thrown at her but yeah it was quite funny <laughs> um, but no I love her ah cool yeah I'd like to read her book yeah I've read some good stuff about it actually I read the um review that was in the sunday times magazine a couple of weeks ago and it said uh yeah it's kind of trashy but kind of good so i don't know what i'm what i'm i'm just starting because there was one book i didn't finish on holiday <laughs> so now i'm about to start that but um i'm in fiction so i read brick lane while i was on holiday mm-hmm. which i would so recommend it's like set in london around brick lane around columbia road mile end but it's all about a bangladeshi's woman's arranged marriage that she's 18 moves to London and it's about her experiences of being in an arranged marriage but living in a country where she doesn't even speak the language and it was just really fascinating and such like an insight into an experience of living on Brick Lane in like early 2000s mm. and the kind of like racial tension the cultures like the culture clash that can happen in, in anywhere and how yeah sometimes in London it just really boils up um, but then I'm starting a single man which is the one it's Eric Esherwood I think the writer but it's the there was a film oh, of it a yeah. couple of years ago with Colin Firth yeah. and the Tom Ford so yeah. it's like really beautifully shot because it's yeah. all Tom Ford um, but so far I have, have actually seen the film? yeah oh you have so and I feel like that's maybe one of the things that's making me find it slightly hard to start the book because I kind of know what the film mm. you know like when you're a bit like you kind of know what the story is yeah um, but I've read the intro I've read the forward and the forward's written by Tom Ford and it's quite interesting just because Tom Ford clearly is like a proper mega fan of this author. And the way he writes the forward is just like, I met him once and I don't think I actually made an impression on him. And I really, really wanted to. <laughs> and his estate gave him like the approval for the film and stuff. But he felt like he's like, he just never, you know, I never knew if he lo- he'd, if he'd love the work I've done. And you can just, it, 
sometimes when someone like that who's like a you know really successful fashion designer who made a beautifully crafted film is real shows his vulnerability mm. and shows his kind of like fandom and it just made me kind of chuckle it like reminded me that everyone's a fangirl at some point <laughs> I quite like that but um, yeah I've literally read the first page so I can't really say much about it <laughs> Uh, I'm so pleased that we're reading again. Me too. Yay. Um, yes, definitely trying to get into it. I haven't, still haven't decided if I'm a Kindle or book fan. I'm kind of in between the two still. Mm. I think I like both, depending on my mood. So Depends, I suppose, if you need to move it around, like how much you're travelling with it. Yeah. Carrying the four or five books I read on my holiday <laughs> was quite annoying. Mm. Having hard copies. But no, we'll probably bring this back as a regular or semi-regular slot talking about books so um we'll add our goodreads profiles to the show notes and yeah join in tell us recommendations and and stuff yeah we'll talk about them yeah it'll be good um and the final thing we're going to talk about today is looking forward so um yeah we've had a bit of a break and now we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to running wise is it running wise or just generally no we should do both okay yeah i mean change of seasons the run yeah. up to christmas is approaching oh don't oh. um so i'm not really looking forward to that i'm definitely not ready to let go of summer i'm like clinging on for dear life like clinging <laughs> we need we, we we can try for a little bit longer it's so hot tonight again yeah isn't it? at least I'm, for the next I'm like two like days sweating right now my, yeah, bed, my bedroom's like a furnace so, <laughs> there you are um, i don't feel like it's going to be autumn soon but it will literally just one day be like okay the it's leaves are now. turning yeah um, we are drinking red wine though, so we're getting into mm. the autumnal feeling. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's maybe one of my things. Maybe I'm getting into the idea of coziness, like glasses yeah. of wine round fires, roasts. I mean, I like all that stuff, but I also like having my legs out. So, you know, oh, yeah, I'm not. Ready. I'm not ready to not do that yet. I might cling on, cling on for to bare legs till October. <laughs> I'm not giving it up that's what I have a thing like that around socks mm. like I always feel normally by the end of the summer I'm like oh I'm you know a nice pair of socks like a comfort <laughs> nice foot comfort but uh not felt like that no haven't worn enough but haven't been barefoot enough I'm still in that phase where I have to put my feet in a cold in cold water before I go to bed because I'm so hot cool off yeah um running wise mm. I alluded to it earlier I'm signed up for Amsterdam half <laughs> Haven't decided whether I hate running enough to not run it yet. I think so I'm going to do it because so many people I know are going and running it. But I just don't want it to be a repeat of Stockholm. I think if you're going to do that, you should commit to this thought now and be positive about it. You got through the last one. So now let's look at how you can make this one a little bit less painful. I think I'm going to give myself until the end of Sunday to decide one way or the other. Yeah. And then that gives me four weeks to... Yeah, like do go with it. Do a little bit of, you know... Obviously, running. I'm not going <laughs> to... What do you say? Running. Run, well, yeah, running. But I'm not going to... In four weeks, I can't like make myself, you know, get a PB. But I can do enough running that I, you know... Yeah. Don't hate life. But as we say, your fitness is there. So yeah, it's, I it's just about... need to do more running. That's the problem. Hmm. I just like other stuff more. So, um, yeah, I'm going to make a decision on Sunday, even though it's probably the worst day to do it because I'm going to be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night, Monday morning, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe Monday morning. <laughs> what about you? What are you looking forward to? Um, Have you signed up to another marathon yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. And actually, that is on my to-do list of things 
to ponder and to look at. I think I do want to do one, but not not too soon. And probably not. It'll be like if anything, it'll probably be the this time next year. Yeah. And um, I know I'm I'm well actually because I think I'm trying to make sure I feel I come out the end of this year not feeling a bit like I've dithered around because I yeah. feel a bit like that. I think that I had far too many goals in the last couple of years between weddings and houses and whatnot. And this year has felt a little bit like limbo. Mm-hmm. And I thought I really liked... I thought all the time when I was planning for all that other stuff, I thought it was like I was making really busy and it was really it was too much. And I probably moaned about that all the time. And this year I've moaned about not having enough, like yeah. feeling a bit listless. So I've given myself some little objectives, <laughs> which are basically things like, well, I've signed up to dancing again going to a ballet class Yay. which is really like oh it's so good it's good for this you know when it like I don't know maybe it's just like it's helping the it's like being a child again yeah. like, it's that feeling it's... of like discipline and doing something really really familiar um, yeah exactly because you've done so much of it before it's just kind of a nice thing to go back to it really made me like I've only been to one class so far but it it like it was like getting inside a safety like as hard as it was and as like I was like I'm so out of touch with this it feels like putting on a really comfortable jacket yeah and I'm so like you can just let yourself like I, that's where I can just let my brain I don't need to do anything I just mm-hmm. get told what to do and I do that and I kind of like that so that's quite a good escape and I want to be a bit so the reading stuff for sure and a bit more like I always talk about I've been talking about doing a course or studying something for bloody ages and I'm so sick of talk, I've talked myself into being sick of talking about mm. it so I'm getting on and doing it and I'm like I'm at the point now where I've like shortlisted a few and it's just a bit which one I'm going to go yeah. there cool so that's, that's really good yeah so I'm like I'm being proactive I'm just going to stop talking about something I'm just going to do it I'm, just gonna I'm do kind it. of like feeling the opposite in that the, all the stuff that happened in Stockholm made me realise how I don't think it was just the running thing that made me feel like that during the race it was just mm. a like culmination of just having so much on all the time yeah and just not having any spare time at all yeah and I'd agreed to do some more like extracurricular stuff for a friend on the side and I just it just made me realise that I I can't like pile that on top yeah and I was doing some other website stuff for a football website last season and I stopped doing that because it's another thing that at like half ten at night I just can do without basically yeah so that along with reading the book has just made me kind of like strip back and think like what are the things that I actually really want to make time for and what are the things that I'm just doing because I've just said yes for the sake of it or I've been like oh yeah I've got time for that even though I haven't Mm. and like what's the stuff that's actually going to properly add value so I'm hoping I'll have a bit more time for like actually running Mm. doing you know having some chill time Interestingly, one of the things I realised that is that I like literally don't care about following TV shows, and I always feel this like weird guilt mm. that I'm not like watching Netflix all the time because everyone's watching it, or like everyone's watching Bake Off and I'm not talking about it. And I was like, I actually don't care. Yeah, how funny, isn't it? When you just really go like, I don't, I don't really mind though. There's one if that yeah, happens we were just or not. Talking about Strictly, and that's the one the one TV show that I actually like watching. And do you know what I realised because the the um introduction intro show was on the other week and I literally watched it with a smile on my face for like the whole 90 minutes and I was like this is how you should feel when you're doing something like this yeah I watch it and I'm like this is making me feel so happy whereas everything else on tv I'm like I'm just watching this for the sake of it well I find when I'm not interested in it like when it's like I'm sort of just oh I'm watching it I don't actually watch it like I couldn't tell you what happened yeah 
I won't be able to recall any of it because I will have been totally distracted. Whether that's doing something else or literally my brain is like planning. Yeah, something you're else. just looking at the screen, but nothing's going in. Yeah. Anyway, that was a slight aside, but kind of. No, I think it's kind really of on theme <laughs> because it kind of reflects like why we've had this time off. Yeah, yeah. It's been like for me, I've just been rolling around being listless, and for you, you've literally not stopped. Like I feel like yeah. we've barely seen each other, let alone yeah, yeah, like anything else. Yeah, well, yeah. And this is one of the things that, like, when I realised all the things that I want to do, I was like, this is one thing that I do want to make time for. So, oh yay, we made the yay! cut! Hooray! <laughs> Otherwise, this would be really awkward. We do one episode and be like, I was gonna say, uh, is this, are you are you breaking up with me? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is this is the kickoff of season two of Yay we'll on for the raid. We'll stick with us one for the road will continue to be on yeah. the road so sorry for this bumper slightly rambly episode but you know it's been three months same so style soz not soz <laughs> same style I yeah <laughs> more of it more of this to come um so yeah get in touch tell us that you loved our rambling um we're gonna you know pay attention to our social media channels again now because they've also had a bit of a break just you know pinned a tweet and left it alone um so on inst what do we use fucking hell <laughs> I love that you went into this so positively and Inst- I was like I don't think we should promise these things let's not over promise okay we, there <laughs> we're might trying be really one tweet a week we're trying really hard yeah we'll try harder <laughs> yeah we'll go from nothing to one it's fine it's OFTR podcast yeah, yeah? on Instagram and um, Twitter at the end of the last season I promised that we were going to get onto Snapchat I'm going to retract that because I actually one don't care about snapchat and no. two have deleted it from my phone so it's physically oh. impossible have you though because i really like using those funny filters i like the filters but again what for well i've oh although i did the funniest face swap of my life the other day <laughs> Our face that is funny but you can there's an app that does that that's not snapchat oh is there yeah oh okay um also because like instagram stories came out and i'm not 15 so instagram one so snapchat mm. um interesting social experiment yeah I love um, that I've turned 15 now because you were right, well, you, you, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't want to. I don't want we're to. We're on Facebook. If you just search for One for the Road Podcast, um, you can email us, ofdrpodcast at gmail.com. Um, obviously, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five star review. That uh-huh. sounds like the end of a that podcast, was. which um, I'm just going to plug anyway, cause even though they've probably got like a million times more listeners than us. But if you don't listen to The Guilty Feminist, it's like you have the to. best podcast. It's like everything that's good about radio and women and feminism and podcasting. Right? And comedy. Yes, yeah, hilarious. So good. Um, and I think that's it. Stay in touch. Yeah. We'll see you soon. <laughs>